This program is brought to you by CreamCityUSA.com. The Johnson Wax Program. Makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, Incident 260, written by Don Quinn, music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with The Sun Will Be Up in the Morning. Many of you can remember when Saturday used to be floor scrubbing day in your mother's kitchen. Perhaps you can still remember her calling out, don't go in the kitchen, I've just scrubbed the floor. And then there were those newspapers spread all around to protect the linoleum while it was drying. Of course, we know now that wasn't really protection. And that continually scrubbing the linoleum was actually ruining it. First, the colors would fade, then the linoleum would develop cracks and bumps until finally it had to be replaced. Think of how glad your mother or grandmother would have been to have Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. The no-rubbing floor polish that saves so much work, makes linoleum so beautiful, makes it last so long. Glow coat is a time and labor saver, and a money saver, too. With glow coat protecting your linoleum floors, your kitchen is easier to keep clean, and the colors are fresh and bright. If you aren't already using Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, try some tomorrow. <laughs> the gang's all here, all ready to pile into Fibber's car for a merry trek to see the Notre Dame-West Point football game. And in the McGee jalopy, it's a good trek if they do it. Here's Mrs. Uppington, Horatio K. Boomer, Mr. Gildersleeve, the old-timer, Billy Mills, Nick DiPopolis, yours truly, and Fibber McGee and Molly. Everybody, I guess we're all set. Is everybody here, Molly? Well, I think so, McGee. Will you please sit in the back seat, Mrs. Uppington? Oh, of course, my dear. And I suppose, as there are so many of us, I shall sit on someone's lap. Ah, <laughs> I guess you better at that, Uppy. Sit on Gildersleeve's lap. Oh, no, don't. He ain't got any lap. Now, look here, McGee. Ah, <laughs> uh, she can sit on Billy Mills' lap. Can't she, Mr. Mills? Why, sure she can. And I'm glad it isn't going to rain today. <laughs> How do you know it ain't going to rain, Mr. Mills? I just had my pants pressed. Oh. <laughs> so I knew it would either rain or something, and this is something. <laughs> Come on, Snooky. Well, now let me see. Where's Harlow Wilcox? Here I am, Molly. But don't you think before we start, I'd better touch up the car a little Put with... Put that it. can of car new away and get in, Wilcox. <laughs> Johnson's car new. As long as we're mentioning it, we might as well go all the way. Move over, Billy. Oh. Mr. DePopolis, now you sit next to Mr. Wilcox. Huh? Sure, Snoopy. Have you got room in the back seat for this big chunk of ice? Ice? What'd you bring ice for, Nick? Oh, soft drinks? No, Fizzer. But if it gets hot driving, the lady is liable to boil over. 
And if it's that hot, the ice will melt and it'll be water for the radiator. You got me? <laughs> well, why bring ice? Why didn't you just drink some water? I thought of that, Shoopy, but I couldn't carry it with these ice tongs. <laughs> well, climb in, Nick. Uh, we'll have to double up, Topopolis. Do I sit on your lap or do you sit on mine? Let's flip a coin for it, Golden Sleeve. Uh, have you got a half a dollar? Why, yes. Yes, I have. Good. Give it to me and you can sit on my lap. <laughs> hey, where's the old-timer, McGee? I don't know. He was here a minute ago. Hey, hey, old-timer. Here I am, Johnny. Where? Back here in the luggage compartment pool. Well, heavenly days. Is there room for you in there? Nope. But I didn't realize that till I got in, daughter. <laughs> Well, if it's too uncomfortable, old-timer, let a little air out of that spare tire and use it for a cushion. <laughs> I've been trying to, Johnny. This jackknife of mine seems to be too dull. <laughs> uh, that's better. <laughs> well, I guess we're all set, dearie. Have you got the road map? Road maps? Yes, 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 the road map. Road maps. You know those big pieces of paper that show you the best roads to take? which always happen to be the roads with the most filling stations of the company that puts out the maps. Oh, oh my gosh, the road maps. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned them. I left them in the house. I'll be back in just a few minutes, folks. <laughs> See, I think I left them in the hall closet here. Hey, Molly. Yes? Remind me to straighten up that hall closet when we get home. All right, dearie. And Mr. Boomer wants to know where he's going to sit. Now, get in the back with the rest, will you, Boomer? Why should I be the exception, Winsaw? Uh -huh. Oh, come, come, come. Let us be going, Miss McGee. Oh, I'm so impatient to get started that I... Oh, William. <laughs> was that you kissing me on the back of the neck, you dear boy? <laughs> no, baby, that was my Notre Dame pennant. <laughs> Everybody's all set. Oh, uh, wait a minute, McGee. We're awfully crowded back here. Can't one of us sit up in front? You stay where you darn are, Gildersleeve. <laughs> Don't forget, me and Molly have got the lunch basket and the road maps up here. Besides, this car was built before they made front seats for three people. This car was built before there were three people. <laughs> Quit crabbing, Gildersleeve. Okay, Molly, hop in. Okay. Well, here we go. Hang on to your hats, everybody. Oh, okay, boy. Oh, 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 oh. Oil must be a little stiff. Well, that's much the best way to go to a football game, I'm thinking. Dad's <laughs> rat, the dad's rat a thing. I'm just... Hey, Molly, did you clean them spark plugs yesterday like I told you? Yes, dearie. And they scratched up my washing machine. Something terrible, too. <laughs> oh, well, am I too heavy on your lap, William, dear? No, baby. Did you ever play any football? Oh, you silly boy, of course not. Why did you ask? I was going to ask you to shift your backfield a little. <laughs> Better. 
choking a little, will you, Molly? With pleasure, and it's much too good for us. <laughs> oh, ain't this a panic, folks? <laughs> it won't start. <laughs> Why, it's excruciating, McGee. That noise reminds me of my Uncle Dennis. He used to grind his teeth just like that in his sleep. <laughs> I know. He never got started either. <laughs> Hi, everybody. What you doing, mister? Who watching? I'm trying to get this dad ratted car started, if you must know. We're going to a football game. Oh. Oh, dad ratted, dad Well, gee, don't get upset about it, mister. Remember what Mr. Schaffner said to Mr. Mark? Well, what did Mr. Schaffner <laughs> say to Mr. Mark? He said, let's not take this to heart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Now, look, sissy, and I got trouble enough without you coming along. You sure got a lot of people in your car, mister. How can it hold so many pedestrians? (laughs) You mean passengers. Pedestrians are people who walk. Yeah, you're telling me. (laughs) Now, you keep quiet, sis. My impatience is just about exhausted. Hey, any of you fellas like to get out and give me a little push? They look like they'd all like to give you a push, mister, right off a tall building. <laughs> Ungrateful mugs. Here I use my car to take them away off to the football game, and what do I get? Hey, mister. Sis, if you don't quit bothering me... Hey, okay, mister. Doggone it, sis. How can I get this car started if I have to sit here and listen to your childish gabble? Much easier, I bet. Well, I... Huh? If you listen to me, you can start up much easier. What's me, well, gee, looky now. Huh? Excuse me for leaning in front of you like this. Now try it, mister. Oh, shucks, if you can't... <laughs> hey! Hey, it's going! Hey, what'd you do? I just turned on the ignition. Oh. <laughs> well, much obliged, sis. Oh, that's okay, mister. We all make mistakes. But gee whiz, I never saw so many people making the same mistake at once. <laughs> so long,
Hey, Boomer, are you keeping an eye out for motor cops? Certainly am, fruit fly, certainly am. <laughs> as a further precaution, I am sprinkling tax on the road as we go along. Oh, how utterly thoughtful of you, Mr. Boomer, to bring tax with you. I didn't bring them, Fat 40 and Unfair to Union Beauty Parlor. <laughs> I'm picking them out of the upholstery. Hey. But I'm afraid it's no use. Why, Mr. Boomer? The gentleman you're expecting is here now. Oh, All right, pull over to the side. Shall I chip him off a few pieces of the old Blarney Stone, McGee? No, I'll handle it. Now, look, officer, we may have been going a little too fast, but we're on our way to the Notre Dame Army football game. And I think it's everybody's duty to support the Army these days, don't you? Because with the situation the way... Oh, it... keep quiet. Huh? You were only going 22 miles an hour. What? Go on, we haven't been out an hour yet. <laughs> I'm not arresting you for speeding. Huh? It, you ain't? No, no, I... Uh, well, I just... Uh, well, there was a girl in the back seat of this car who was waving her handkerchief at me, and I... Well, this is a pretty lonesome job, and I... <laughs> oh. oh, officer, you you look so noble and handsome sitting there on your motorcycle, and I, I simply couldn't resist the temptation. It was I who waved. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to have stopped you, folks. <laughs> You know how it is. These dark goggles of mine, they, <laughs> they make everything kind of funny. <laughs> well, take the goggles off, bud, and see how funny the old McGee. Really <laughs> well, now the tax has been cleared up, my young haunter of the highways. Let us be on our way. Let us not dally, Jilly. Hey, uh, just a minute, you. What's your name? Why, officer, that's Mr. Horatio. Ixnay, I can pray, Ollie May. <clears throat> Uh, you were inquiring about me, my friend? Why, I'm, uh, I'm the Honorable Sidney Green, the well-known wholesale grocer. You must have heard of Sidney Green's kidney beans. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Green, but you look like a man we want. You got any identification with you? Oh, certainly, certainly. Never travel without them. Let me see now. While I put those identification papers. Oh, Had them right here a moment ago. Well, hurry up, Mr. Green, please. I won't get your puttees in a panic, Saddlebar. <laughs> Have my papers right here. Let me see now. Here's a small collapsible bucket I got in a small bucket shop that collapsed. <laughs> Memo from Freddy the Firebug. Ambitious fellow, planning on giving a big shoe factory the hot food. <laughs> What's this? Ah, yes. A small ditty bag for people who can't carry a tune any other way. <laughs> Here's a pivot tool. Very handy if you want to turn the other cheek. <laughs> An army blanket with no draft ventilation. <laughs> a check for a short draft beer. Well, well, imagine that. Here are my identification papers. Oh, hey, well, everything seems to be in order, Mr. Green. Sorry to have bothered you. Didn't bother me a bit, my young handlebar Hawkshaw. Not a bit. <laughs> Drop in my grocery store sometime, and I'll see that you get a nice, ripe tomato. <laughs> Gee, thanks, Mr. Green. <laughs> well, so long, everybody. Oh, oh, now, hey, Boomer, that's a pretty smart piece of work. How'd you do it? Elementary, Fiddleface, elementary. Huh? This happens to be Mr. Sidney Green's coat I'm wearing. Oh. Picked it up by mistake in a restaurant last night. <laughs> well, maybe you weren't scared, Boomer, but I never seen a guy turn green so fast. <laughs> yeah.
Don't you get it, Molly? I said... Ah, it ain't funny, McGee. Okay. Okay, well, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. McGee, why wouldn't this be a good place to eat our lunch? Yes, yeah, oh, How about it, Molly? Personally, I- I'm just about furnished, really. You mean famished? I thought famished meant well-known. No, that's famous or notorious. No, a notorious is a man who stamps things on a paper for two bits. <laughs> sure, my oldest boy, Demetrius, is a notorious. Uh, that's notary, Mr. DePopolis. I thought notary is meaning to go around and around. That's rotary, like a rotary club. They go around to different places for lunch. Dad Bennett, that's just what I've been trying to say, ain't it? This is the place for lunch. Okay. <laughs> well, now that we've got that settled, I hope, let's see. Mr. Gildersleeve, will you take the picnic basket over by that big tree? Oh, yeah. And Mr. Wilcox... Mr. Wilcox. Oh, uh, speaking to me, Molly? Yes, what are you doing? Studying bird life? No, I was just looking up at that beautiful maple tree. Isn't it a lovely thing? (laughs) I don't know what you're getting so wide-eyed about, Harlow. Only a wheat cake could get sappy about a maple. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, but think what this tree has to look forward to. I'm sorry, folks, but we gotta pay for this wonderful entertainment some way, you know? (laughs) Well, Wilcox, what has this tree got to look forward to? (laughs) What a question, Fibber, what a question. Why, think of that noble tree doing its darndest to grow up and get cut down so it can be made into floors and furniture to be Johnson waxed and live happily ever after. Knowing in its every little knot and grain that it's protected against dirt and wear and hard usage, that it will be so easy to clean that every pore will be sealed against dust and dampness. Why, with Johnson's wax? Oh, Woodman, spare that tree, Mendes Builder. Wow. (laughs) Yes, that's one of the most lumbering commercials I ever heard, Mr. Wilcox. (laughs) Now, come on and eat lunch, both of you. Get the thermos bottle and... Say, where's the old timer? Huh? What? Hey, he's still in that luggage compartment. Oh, I hope he hasn't smothered. Open it up quick, dearie. Well, heavenly day. Hey, hey... Hey, old-timer. Wake up, old-timer. It's time for lunch. Uh, hey, oh, what's he? Oh, that ain't the way I hear it. <laughs> the way I hear it, one feller says to the other feller, Hey, what's that a smell, daughter? Hot coffee? <laughs> yes, it is, so hurry up. We're going to eat lunch. Okay, daughter, I'll hurry. One feller says to Telefeller, see, he says, see one of those epidemic of children's quiz programs. Hip says, Telefeller, it's getting so your time a kid has to stand in the corner, so one can't get a sponsor. <laughs> the King's Men singing McNamara's Band. Oh, we work for McNamara, he's the leader of the band. Although we're few in numbers, we're the finest in the land. We play at wakes and weddings and at every fancy ball. But for our own amazement, we can play the best of all. Oh, the drums go banging, the cymbals clang, and the trumpets, they blaze away. McCarthy pumps the old bassoon while all the pipers play. Tennessee, Tennessee, toodles the flute, and the music is simply grand. Proud we are to be a part of McNamara's band. Oh, rarity, 
Verdi, Finnegan, Flanagan play the saxophone. They play so very pretty that the girls won't leave them alone. Oh, Donald, O'Connell, O'Hannigan, Carrigan on the trumpets play. We had to build a fence around to keep the girls away. Oh, the saxophones and the slide trombones can hypnotize the crowd. The papers say the way we play is certainly good and loud. Donovan, Sullivan, Tweedles, the fife, and the music is simply grand. Everybody's awful proud of McNamara's band. Johnson, Munson, Marcus, and Jonathan come from old Norway to play with McNamara's band. We traveled all the way. Would then we march the street along, we get the jolly hand. We're Johnson, Munson, Marcus, and Jonathan with an Irish band. Oh, we got a bunch of shamrock, and our uniform is green. We're the funniest looking speeds that ever you have seen. There's O'Brien's and Ryan's and Sheehan's and Means, they come from Ireland. By Yemeni, we're the only speeds in McNamara's band. <laughs> The drums go banging, the cymbals clang, and the trumpets they blaze away. Everybody dances when the band begins to play. Hennessy, Tennessee, toodles the flute, and the music is simply grand. Proud we are to be a part of McNamara's You know, Molly, I'm worried. I'm worried about the way this car's running. Why, it's running beautifully, dearie. That's, that's what worries me. It never run beautiful before. <laughs> now, how are you folks doing in the back seat back there? Uh, personally, I've never been so uncomfortable in my life. Well, I should think you would be, with your leg twisted up back of your neck like that. That isn't his leg. That's mine. I had to put it someplace. <laughs> well, Billy Mills looks happy and contented anyway. Look at him, sleeping like a boy. He is not sleeping, Mr. McGee. Huh? He's unconscious. Oh. <laughs> what? He is? Yes. When we went around that sharp curve about 20 miles back, Mr. DePopolis knocked him out with his elbow. Yes, the lucky dog. Come on, DePopolis, don't be selfish. Knock me out, too. <laughs> I think doing Garland Sleeve, look what it did to my elbow. Uh, please, Mr. DePopolis, that's my elbow. Oh, I me very much. <laughs> You see, McGee? Huh? We're so crowded back here, we have to look ourselves up and who's who before we dare cross our legs. Don't be silly, Mr. Gildersleeve. I think you all look nice and cozy back yeah. there. Uh, all snuggled up together. I almost envy you. Almost. Yes, I'll bet you do. Gildersleeve, if I wasn't such a gracious host, I'd tell you to zipper your lip. Trouble with you is you had too much lunch. You not only ate too much, you ate too fast. No, look here, McGee. I won't have you criticizing my etiquette, you little ignoramus. Who's an ignoramus? Not me. I'm a Greek Orthodox. <laughs> Quiet, Popolis. McGee, one of these days you and I are going to tangle. You know that, don't you? Gildersleeve, that's a thought that will sustain me through the long winter nights. <laughs> that's probably where you'll be during the long winter nights, too. Huh? Back on sustaining. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, don't worry your curly little head about that. You know what I mean to our sponsors? Yes, I do. What? You're a hired man, McGee. <laughs> Come, come now, boys. This is no way Ooh. to act when we're on our way to a nice football game. Yeah, step on it, Fibber. I don't want to miss the kickoff. Well, me either. I want to get there in time to see Pat O'Brien put on his makeup. <laughs> Always like to give the coach a little advice. Advice? 
What do you know about football? Who, me? You seem to forget, Golden Sleeve, that in 1912, I was the All-American end to end all All-American ends. Uh. Why, when I was on the offensive... Oh, uh, were you offensive? Huh? Oh. <laughs> well, furthermore, and to wit, when it came to blocking, I was always right ahead of the ball carrier. Blockhead McGee, I was known as. Oh, my. Blockhead McGee, the boldest and bravest back that ever bonded from the bench to bring back the bacon by booting the ball over the brim of the bowl. The best boy in the business at blasting the boulevard through big bunches of bewildered baboons by banging and bending betwixt and between them like a bird in the brush. Banqueted and barbecued as the brilliant bozo who baffled befuddled bevies of beefy blacksmiths because blubber and brag can't beat brain and brawn, bud. <laughs> Bill is the bold Brummel who bops balloons to the balmy breezes with a bang of the bunion. Battered and bruised when I went to bed, but hang on there, folks, there's a red light ahead. <laughs> Now all we have to do is go across town to the stadium. You can let me out anywhere. I'll take a cab, McGee. Oh, no, you don't, Gildersleeve. No fair breaking up the party. Why, I should say not. You know how to get to the stadium, Fibber? Oh, I I ain't very familiar here in South Bend. I I better ask this cop. Uh, Hey, officer. Yes, what is it? Well, I tell you, officer, we're going to the Notre Dame Army football game. Can you tell us how to get there, sir? Why, sure, McCushler. Turn right to the next red light and take Route 66 east about 900 miles. (laughs) 900 miles east? Ain't this South Bend, Indiana? Sure, but they're playing that game at West Point. <laughs> hey, let go of me, Gildersleeve! Boomer, lay off of me! I didn't realize... Hey, quick! Hey! Hey! <laughs> products have been received with more universal satisfaction than Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, the floor polish that's saving so many hours of work every day for housewives everywhere. The reason for this satisfaction is the service glow coat gives, how easy it is to use, how beautiful it makes floors of all kinds, especially linoleum, how economical it is to use, and how it saves its cost many times over by making linoleum last so much longer. Glow coat is called self-polishing because it really does polish itself. It shines while it dries, needs no rubbing or buffing at all. You simply apply glow coat with a cloth or long-handled glow coat applier, then go on about your other work. In 20 minutes, come back to find your floor gleaming with a hard, beautiful polish. Still, things are quickly wiped up with a damp cloth. And that's the glow coat story, which you can easily verify by trying it yourself on your own floors. Ask your dealer for Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Next Tuesday, November 5th, is Election Day all over the USA, and we hope you'll all get out and vote. That's right. Vote any way you like, but vote. And let's be thankful we all live in a country where you're just told where to vote and not how. Good night. Good night, all.
This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. Is your car ready for winter? Besides servicing it for cold weather, don't forget to clean and wax polish it with Johnson's Car New. Both of these jobs are now comparatively easy to do because Car New both cleans and wax polishes at the same time in less than half the time they used to take. Whether your car is old or new, you and your family will enjoy it more when it's had a Car New beauty treatment. Buy a can of Car New from your regular wax dealer, auto supply store, or service station. This is the National Broadcasting Company. This is Ajax. Join us next time for comedy, music, mystery, and drama on CreamCityUSA.com.